Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Glenn Garns and Max Cassidy. You got to speak up, buddy. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you fine. I'm just uh, teasing you because you're not in the studio today. Uh-huh. But welcome to Perfect Networker Radio. Perfect Networker Radio is a service of Perfect Networker Online and Perfect Networker Generally, I guess, where networking is a contact sport. I hope you all know that. And we want to welcome you to another wonderful Friday at Perfect Networker Radio. We've got a wonderful guest here with us today. We're going to be learning how to seal the deal with Susie Pomerantz. And we're going to get Susie on in just a moment here. But we hope you've been productive since we last together. We uh, actually had some technical difficulties last week, and we're back online the way we want to be. So, Welcome to Perfect Networker Radio. And uh, I guess uh, we got a little catching up to do here because um, last week we were, you know, a little bit um, uh, had, to, had to make some adjustments because of the equipment issues that we were facing. But we we got the job done, and like I said before, nothing's going to stop us from producing the show. But um, want to thank everyone that was patient with us as we were doing that. I guess we should start off today by uh, going right to the thought of the day. I guess this is the actual thought of the week since we only see you once a week. But the point is that um, we got a go- got a, got a uh, little thought here that I think kind of encapsulates what Perfect Networker is all about and kind of the philosophy that we teach and what we're trying to do here and helping you to do in your business on a daily basis. So let me share with you the thought of the day. And I have to say, this this thought comes out of a book that I'm not going to mention today. I am going to talk about this book next week. So I want you to tune in because this is a a book that I think is of uh, monumental importance in your in your you know, relationship-building library. But I'm not going to tell you about the book today. We're going to be talking about somebody else's book. But the uh, thought that I want to share with you is this. Success in life has everything to do with what we do for others. And if you can understand that thought, there is no way that you can go out here into the world and not be successful in whatever it is that you choose to do. And uh, we've heard that said a number of different ways, a number of different times from a number of different people, but it all comes back to the same thing, which is, you know, what you're doing for others is what's going to guarantee your success. So see what you can do to factor that into what you do this week and uh, let us know how it's working for you. Um, one of the things, I, I guess, what you know what I should do here, Mac, is um, before we introduce our guest, I want to make sure that we get the Mercurial Minute going because there's so many people that are excited about our new segment uh, being offered by Mike Mercurio, the Mercurial Minute, that I want to get that right at the beginning of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Mercurial Minute with Mike Mercurio from Offit Kerman. Hello, all. This is Mike Mercurio, and here's your legal tip number four. Today, I'd like to spend a moment focus upon a client of mine that was very proactive in ownership planning. This is a father-son business. Father would like to retire, at least from active employment, but his advice and counsel was still required, both by the son, the business, and the father was still looked to by the client. The business is successful and is very much projected to increase in value over the years. Father wanted to transfer substantially all of the value of the business to the son at this lower value now before the value increased yet wasn't quite ready to give up full control. 
through some corporate structuring, I was able to set up two classes of stock, a voting class and non-voting class. Father substantially transferred 99% of the equity of the business to the son. In this regard, he transferred non-voting shares. And we were able to value those non-voting shares less than if they were voting shares. In this regard, father was able to transfer 99% of the equity of the business to the son. That 99% of the value was taken out of father's taxable estate should he have passed on. Yet, father retained control. The son got the bulk of the business at a fraction of what he may and it may be worth in the future. Father still maintains control. We were able to minimize taxes with this transaction. And the father, in the end, set up another corporation. And that new corporation engaged the original client for management services. And the father was able to set up unique and creative deferred compensation and retirement plans to maximize his ability to put away funds for retirement. While this strategy worked for this client, it may not work for every client. But we're here to find ways to retain, preserve, and increase your value in the business. Next week, I'd like to give you five key reasons for why you want to know the value of business today, even if you don't plan to exit your business for some time. Give me a call. Let me know your thoughts and comments. 301-575-0332. This is Mike Mercurio with Offit Kerman. All right. Well, that was Mike Mercurio with the Mercurio Minute. Mike is with Offit Kerman. And if you'd like to get in touch with Mike, he just gave you the number. Let me give you also the main number. It's 301-575-0300. You can also get his contact information in the show notes. His website is offitkerman.com. O-F, I think it's O-F. F-I-T, Kerman, K-U-R-M-A-N dot com. Check in the show notes to get that information, though. And uh, Mike is standing by to be able to help you with any transition issues that you may be facing in your business. All right, well, thank you very much for bringing that to us, Mike. We'll look forward to next week. This is getting to be a very educational segment for us. I think I may have to call him for a few things myself. So, All right, well, listen, Mac, it's your turn to interview or to uh, introduce our special guest today. I'm sitting here looking at her book, which I'm halfway through right now, but you go ahead and do the honors. See, that's the thing. You get to be in the office, and when people send in the books, you get first crack at them, so I'm jealous, but I want to get my hands on this. Well, you should too. come see me once in a while. Oh, yeah, Matt, I'll send you one directly. <laughs> oh, there you go. Beautiful. I thank you. Well, I tell you what, although Steve Dorfman doesn't work for us, you'd probably think that he does. Because some of the powerhouse people he's introduced us to really shows that he's a perfect networker, and Susie's no exception. We're uh, happy to introduce Susie Pomerantz. She's an executive coach, performance consultant, corporate trainer specializing in leadership development with Fortune 500 clients, and now we can add noted author with her book, Seal the Deal. I want to welcome you, Susie Pomerantz. Thank you so much to both of you for having me on the show today. I'm really excited to be here and chat with you guys. So it's our, it's our pleasure, and we appreciate your taking the time out to share with our members of you know the Perfect Networker community. This is you know this is a great way for us to do what we're teaching other people to do, which is to connect, make connections, and introduce people to resources that they can be to each other. So thank you for taking the time out for us today, Susie. Yeah, you bet. And I have been having so much fun on the Perfect Networker online. I, I am just. I've been playing around with a number of different social networking sites, and this one is by far the most warm, welcoming, active of the social networking sites I've been on. It's been fabulous. And I even met in person yesterday with, um, with Pat Ahern, who I met on the Perfect Networker online. So, Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. That, I think everyone has met with Pat. He is a networking fiend, I'll tell Isn't you. Awesome? I, he's he's, he's incredible. We really love Pat. And 
If you have not had a chance to meet Pat Ahern and you're part of the Perfect Networker family, you need to take the time out to do that because it's a it's a great it's a great day to uh, sit down and have a cup of coffee with him. So, but I'm glad you're enjoying the site. I mean, that's what we're about here is is trying to you know make resources available that add value to what you're doing in your business networking. So, feedback coming from you is really really important to us because we know how much you circulate in the business community. So, thank you for that. Yep, it's fantastic. I love it. I the only my only request of it would be that if you could make it easier for me to invite other friends, um, it doesn't seem to be working exactly perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so I will. Uh, I can chat with you more about that. We'll time. work. We're gonna. We're working on that as we speak. And thank you for that feedback because um, one of the things we're gonna be doing is making it easier for people to find the invite button. Uh-huh. I think that would probably be the first step. <laughs> we weren't really sure how we were gonna handle invites, to be honest with you. But now that we have an idea of what we want to do, um, we're gonna be making that button a little bit more prominent and making it easier for people to find a way to uh, invite their friends and colleagues to join us. So. But thanks for the feedback. And just on that note, before we actually get into what we have, what we asked you to join us for today, we have created a new discussion group called the Perfect Networker Wish List. And we would encourage anybody that has feedback on ways we can improve the program to visit in there and to give us some feedback and let us know what you'd like to see the program do. It's the, the, the feedback forum, the discussion group, is designed not just for Perfect Networker online, but for any aspect of Perfect Networker, whether it's something that we're doing now that we could do better or something you'd like to see us do or a guest that you'd like to see or a topic you'd like to see covered on the radio show or on one of our webinars. Give us all the feedback you have because we're here to respond to the needs of our community, and the only way that we can really do that effectively is to know what you want. So this is your opportunity to tell us and we promise that even though we may not be able to do everything you ask, that everything that you ask will be considered, both from a feasibility standpoint and the, you know, the desirability standpoint in terms of whether we can implement it or not. So, but thank you for that feedback, Susie. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. And I love what you said. The, the thought for the week about it's it's all about what you can do for others because that ties right into the networking mindsets that I talk about in the book. There are nine networking mindsets, and one of them is called giver's gain. And I know you guys have talked a little bit in the past about the go-giver and, mm-hmm. um, and, and that book. And, you know, it really that's the concept that really is one of the key mindsets behind it all. It's not about what you can get from others. It's about what you can offer, what you can give, what connections you can make between people, between resources, ideas, anything that you can share with other people and connect them up with. But in order to be able to share with other people and give to other people, you have to know what matters to them. You have to know what they're committed to. So, you know, it's great that you have so uh, verbally expressed and, and on your um, online network, too, that, that you're so committed to making the community work for everybody and getting the feedback. And um, that's really fantastic because you'll be able to really make the, the uh, network work for everybody who's part of it. Well, we're just happy to have you be a part of it because, you know, quality people like you are actually what add resources to what we're doing here. Someone that can get online and find your profile and reach out to you, they, they're, that's an incredible resource. And, again, if, if you know, we're, we're going to talk some more about your book here, but, um, you know, just getting a chance to sit down and do a one-on-one for you, I'm sure, is an eye-opening experience. And so I'm sure that if Pat uh, – <laughs> the, the feeling was probably mutual between you and Pat in terms of the uh, – the uh, enjoyment that you got out of that one-on-one. So, but tell us now. You mentioned, you know, I'm only halfway through the book to be honest with you because it, it, it's 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 so 
packed with good information. You can't just blow through this thing and digest everything that you should be doing. It really is an incredible resource in terms of the amount of content and you know some of some of the some of what I read. Um, it, for some reason or another, reading it the way you expressed it drilled it home for me in ways that I had not you know considered before. And so I appreciated uh, seeing it in this format because it really really kind of you know gave me a better way to implement some of the things I've heard before, some of which I've heard before, some of this, some of a lot of it is new. But I guess what I'm saying to you is that there was so much in here. What is your what is your suggestion on how to go through this content and implement it in your business? Well, uh, that's a great question because when I first wrote the book, I had this internal um, combat with myself about how much to put in the book. And going back to that concept of giver's gain, it was really the idea of, you know what, let's just put everything in there, the kitchen sink, and people will take what works for them because not everything's going to work for everybody. So while it walks through the 10 steps of what it takes to integrate networking, marketing, and sales to have quantum results in your business development, it, it also gives you a lot of options to play with. So um, for someone, it, it really is designed to honor all the different learning styles. So if you're the kind of person who's really busy, don't have time, can't deal with it all, then you can just flip open the book to any place in the book and you know get a little nugget of something that might help you that day. Um, if you're someone who doesn't like to do a lot of reading but you like more of a workbook kind of environment, you can just do all the workbook pages. You can just do the checklists and the templates and the samples and all of that. And if you're someone who really likes you know, to read cover to cover, there's a lot of meat in reading the cover to cover because of the dialogue of the telecourses that are transcribed in there. So, um, so really it, it could work however you like to learn best. So it, it's not, it doesn't have to be read cover to cover. And in fact, um, I, I hear from people all the time who say, you know what, I have yet to read it cover to cover, but I keep meaning to because every time I flip open, there's something that I could use right that day. So. Now, just, just so we're clear, the book that we're referring to is Seal the Deal, The Essential Mindsets for Growing Your Professional Services Business. And I was doing exactly what you said, uh, bouncing around from uh, – I started off reading from the beginning. And then I was just so curious about what the rest of the book was about. I read the table of contents and started flipping around. And you're right, it, it is very usable by being able to just flip to a section and read that section if you don't want to read cover to cover. I have a tendency to want to read cover to cover, but – this one was it was very a pleasant surprise to find that you could flip open any page and pick up something that you could use right now. So Yeah, and who has time these days to read everything you want to read cover to cover? I know I'm personally in the middle of about 14 books right now. <laughs> you know, because I just keep picking them up and getting intrigued. But so it's and, and you know the other thing about it too is that for people who want more like a self-study course, it's designed around the curriculum of the 10-week course that I used to teach. Um, on, as a telecourse, and so you could actually do this for yourself as a 10-week course if you wanted to. You could just do one chapter a week and do the worksheets in that chapter and apply the practices and apply the homework, and you know you could you could take yourself through. It's sort of like a, a coaching study if you wanted to do it that way. Great. Well, you you know Mac, you're definitely going to need to pick this up because I think you're. I mean, Mac is a uh, Mac has a tendency to be super critical of resources and stuff, so he doesn't have a problem biting his tongue. <laughs> and something isn't what he likes to see. And so I know that I'm excited to get hit this copy of it in front of him because I know he's going to love this book. So, you know, if I've got to drive it up to you, if you're not going to be in the office uh, this over the weekend, I'm going to bring it to you because I think I can brighten your day by putting this in front of you. So well, I appreciate, you know, real quick, that on the website, the Seal the Deal, one of the things that really got me intrigued was 
one of the greatest like uh, three line intros. It says, "Forget about marketing, forget about sales, forget about networking." And right there, I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then it says, "Because unless you're using these three business building efforts in concert, you simply can't seal the deal." And like that is is beautiful. It just encapsulates what I, uh, you know, foresee this book to be about, and that's why I'm extremely excited to check it out. So, Yeah, and the concept there really is um, that it's all about the mindsets of integrating all three, and what I find time and time again is that the distinctions between the three domains of networking, marketing, and sales are all commingled and mushed up together for most people. Um, I can't tell you how many times I hear people talking about, well, I'm going to go market my business, and what they really mean is they're going out to do uh, some networking conversations. And so... Um, if it, I don't know if it would be helpful on this interview to, to do a little bit of drilling down about those three domains. Um, oh, absolutely. That is, mm-hmm. I, I was hoping you would do that. Oh, good. All right. Then let's go there. So, so really, the, way I, the, way, the mindset that is articulated in the book and the way I like to get people thinking about it because it helps make it more clear is that there's this big, broad umbrella called business development. Some people also call it rainmaking, Right. So under the business development slash rainmaking umbrella, there's three distinct domains, networking, marketing, and sales. And they are distinct. And in the book, there is a chart that actually um, lists all three and distinguishes it. And I would be more than happy to send that out to um, any of the listeners of this show. So if, you want, if, if folks want to email me, I can send you the chart from the book. You don't have to go buy the book just to get the chart. You know what we might want to do, uh, Susie, if, if- – depending on the format that it's in, it might be appropriate to upload that into the Learning Center for Referral University where they can get it on Perfect Network or online and then also have people be able to email you as well. But we can talk about that later, but that's oh, great. Oh, fabulous. We could do both. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. So so really the first step is distinguishing networking, marketing, and sales from each other. And then once you've distinguished them, you can look at how to get all three working in strategic concert to get those quantum results in, in getting the business that you want. So just to define the terms when I talk about business development or rainmaking, that umbrella, I, what I mean by that is just simply creating opportunities for you to serve your clients, whether you're in a service business or whether you sell products or, whatever, or B2B, whatever it is that you do. We have to shift rainmaking and business development as a definition to be about creating opportunities for you to serve your clients. It's, right now we think about it as getting money, and that's a getting perspective rather than a giving perspective, right? So that's Good that point. shift that you were talking about earlier. So, so networking is the relational aspect of your business. It's about connecting with others for the purpose of sharing resources, information, leads, referrals, whatever you can share. And networking can be this wide-open game. It's not necessarily just for the purposes of business. It's about just connecting and making genuine human connections with other people about whatever you could possibly connect with. Cultivating a working network of relationships is crucial to your business development system, but in and of itself is not going to be the way that you build or expand your client base. And a lot of people, um, particularly extroverts, think, well, I'll just go out and do a lot of networking and then I'll get business. And it doesn't. It, it's not an automatic, right, And then there's marketing. Marketing is how you prepare yourself to take your unique message to market. It's your unique identity package, your irresistible offer, and and what you want to take to market. And so the marketing domain is about strategy. It's about design work. It's about the writing, outreach. But those things that you do alone are not going to get you the clients that you want. Branding is part of marketing. Public speaking is part of marketing. Writing a book is part of a marketing. You know, talking to you guys on the radio is marketing, right? Then there are sales. 
sales activities are about implementing your business development strategies. So simply put, sales is when you're out there making appointments, seeking to be of service, understanding your client needs, making fabulous and bold offers about what you can do with your clients, and asking for the business. The key is asking for the business. And I can't tell you how many, how many of us, particularly in service industries, do great with the marketing, great with the networking, and then forget to ask for the business. <laughs> and well, leave. you're right, and, and it's it's almost never the case that people are excellent at all three of those, which is why this is so important to understand that it's you know, you're only doing a third of the job if you're good at one of those things. That's right. You have to do all three and you have to do them all at the same time. You know, it's not a linear progression. And I know of so many people who spend days, months, years just on the marketing, thinking that they are developing business and wondering why the money isn't rolling in. Well, you know, if you're spending all your time designing your website, that's great and important and useful. But if you're not out there networking and having those sales meetings for the purpose of discussing your business, then you're not going to get the results that you want. Good point. And so, you know, just as a little demonstration of making a bold offer and, and you know, asking for the business and, and offering service to your clients, if you hold your hand out in front of you with the palm facing up like you're asking for a handout, this is one of those mindsets I find that people don't ask for the business because they feel like they're asking for a handout or asking for some kind of favor or charity. So the hand gesture of holding your hand out asking for someone to give you something is the exact same hand gesture as when you're offering a gift to someone. And so if we, could, if we could shift our mental constructs about that so that we don't feel guiltily like we're asking for a handout, but that we're offering the gift of our services, our products, our whatever we have to offer and contribute and add value in the world, it, it shifts the whole perspective. And so the whole, the whole concept around business development and rainmaking is that you've got to leverage your natural personality, your strengths, and if you've got it all wrapped up in your mind like some horrible extra thing you have to do, like taking out the trash or paying taxes, it's not going to be fun. And if it's not fun, you're not going to want to do it. So you've got to find ways to do it that fit with who you are and that, and that leverage your strengths so that you can do the things that you need to do to do it. Not everyone needs to do it the same way. I guess I guess in terms of being in a position where you feel like you're giving a gift by sharing your product, you also have to have a pretty high level of confidence and passion about your product. Is that right? Well, I think that's important. If you don't have passion about what you're doing, why are you doing it? <laughs> well, it's true, but you'd be surprised how many people out here are doing it just because they can't think of anything else to do, or no one's told them not to. No one's told them to stop doing it yet. Yeah, you are so right about that. I know because as an executive coach, I see that all the time with the executives that I work with. They're just they feel trapped and they're miserable. And a lot of what we spend time talking about is, well, what gives you energy? What makes you feel happy? What you know? What are you passionate about? What do you love doing? Because that's where you're going to have the most impact in making a difference in the world. That's where you're going to contribute most is if you're aligning what you do with what you're passionate about. Mac, do you see why I'm going to be excited for you to get a copy of this book in your hands? I see that I know what I'm going to be doing for the next six months is incorporating all these things through this book and uh, and utilizing it in the things that we're doing because it's, it's so perfectly in line with what we, we tell other people. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. I think that we ought to sit in the room together and take a turn reading chapters to each other. <laughs> well, that sounds a little too romantic, but uh, I'll probably just do it on my own. Thanks. Well, you do it over a beer, and that would take the romance out. Okay, there you go. Fair well, there's another option, too, because I know not everybody is into the whole book thing. And so there's the audio version, which is not an audio book. It's not a book on tape. It's not me reading the book. But the book was created from the telecourses, the 10-session telecourses that I was telling you about. 
And so what I did was I took the I, I recorded those telesessions and edited out all of the content that was fluff. So those ten hours of audio have been edited down to four hours of just the core content. Wow. And and it's available at a real steal. Um, it's called Rainmaking Made Easy, and it's it's offered now because I just launched it. It's offered now at fourteen dollars and ninety five cents. So that's less than the price of the book. And You're kidding. And it's an automatic download. You can listen to it on your computer. You can burn it to a CD. You can. It's an MP3 file, so you could put it on your iPod. Um, so Sold. <laughs> oh, exactly. You're, you're speaking my language here. I've got plenty of room on my iPod. <laughs> that is awesome. So you're saying it's been synthesized down into four hours. Yeah. And because I have a tendency to recommend to people, and I want people to listen carefully to this, I recommend that you get both. And I have never found a situation where having the book and the audio version was a disadvantage or not a good thing because you, you, you I, I like the idea of being able to listen to it and then be able to pick it up and flip the specific sections of it mm-hmm. where I can actually open the book and read it as well. And at $14, I mean, it doesn't make sense not to have both. Yeah, that was the idea. I just wanted to make it a no-brainer and, and really just kind of launch. I, I'm still in this learning mode right now. I'm in this heavy learning mode, and I need to pick your guys' brains about this, actually, about how to, you know, creating sort of leveraging the Internet. That's what I'm really learning about right now. Um, I, I would so. tell you right off the bat, I would, I would combine the book, the, do a combo deal with the book and the audio or together as one unit because for the reasons I just said, there's a lot of people out here that like to get both the audio version and the book version of everything that they get. Yeah. So yeah. that would be my, my recommendation to you, and that's what I'm going to do is go get, to, go get the audio when we're done. <laughs> oh, that's great. So tell me, so tell us a little bit more. I guess one of the things that I've found, I guess, is that um, most of the people I know, and, and you know, present company included, we have a tendency to be strong in maybe one, possibly two of those three areas that you're describing. Yeah. And we kind of leave it to somebody else to be responsible for being strong in that third area. Uh-huh. How, what's your best advice on, to, to people on how to improve or strengthen themselves or identify, first of all, the areas where they're not strong? And then, of course, to strengthen those areas in a way that allows them to be, you know, in, uh, I guess in balance with all three of them. Well, I think I'd invite people to choose whether they want to strengthen the area they're not strong in or not, right? So I'm about leveraging the strengths you've already got. So if you're someone who's an extrovert, you love getting out there and meeting people and creating those genuine human contacts and, and doing the networking, and that's your strength, and the marketing, you just you don't want to be alone behind your computer figuring out how to write copy that's going to, reach people, you know, then, then that you can outsource, or you can have a partner or someone else in your company do that, or you can find someone, you know, that you can partner with on that. So I think leveraging your strengths is the key idea, but understanding the process and understanding that you have to have all three domains of networking, marketing, and sales working in strategic concert simultaneously is really the core mindset. It doesn't mean you have to be masterful in all three. It just means you have to understand that that's, the, that that's what's needed to get the results that you want and so that you're paying attention across all three, but that you're doing the one, two, or three of those that really work for you or that you're finding ways that make it work for you. So, you know, even within the marketing domain, if you're really good at public speaking but you're not so good at writing copy, you can always outsource and hire someone to write your copy and you do the public speaking. Right. It's um, kind of hard to outsource the public speaking and the networking, the relationship building aspect of things. Right. Right, and well, the networking, 
you know, and I often hear people asking me, well, you know, I'm an introvert. I don't like meeting people. I don't like networking. And I say to them, yeah, but you know what? What have you been doing around networking? Well, I've gone to these, you know, horrible networking breakfasts where everyone gets 10 seconds to say their spiel. And, you know, and they, and, and they, they hate it. They hate it. And I say, okay, well, what do you like doing in your spare time? Oh, well, I'm really active in my community. I'm really active in my kid's school. I'm really active in the church or synagogue or mosque or whatever. And I say, great. Get involved in what you're passionate about and what you like doing, and then meet people there. Meet people doing what you like doing. Don't force yourself to go to something that is just a real drag for you. And and nine times out of ten, I'll have people say, well, you know, I was at one of those networking events, and I was stuck talking to the most boring person in the whole wide world, and I couldn't get myself out of it, and I just, you know, I know networking is important, so I just kept doing it. And my response to that is, why? You know, there are, se- <laughs> there are 7 billion people on the planet. Why would you torture yourself like that and be stuck talking to someone who's of no interest? Well, you know, you, you know, you know Susie, that if you, go to a net, if you go out to network and it's not a business mixer or networking event and it's not labeled as that, you can't really do any networking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's exactly right. My father, and I've told Glenn this before, he, he said, man, I, I don't see how you do it. I can't stand those networking things, and I just I won't do networking. And he's uh, been in insurance and very su- successful for more than 30 years. And he doesn't realize that he spends all of his time at the country club and golfing, and he's networking. Of course Every he Every single is. policy he writes is through a person he met while playing golf. It's just a, it's not called networking, right, but it's, but it it's is. actually that on a higher level, I think. Well, yeah, he's I got actually... really you know, warm relationships built. Well, that's exactly right. I call it net connecting instead of networking. Take the work go. out of it, you know? Exactly. Or net playing. But, it, you know, it's it's doing it in an environment with people that you enjoy connecting with. Why bother connecting with people that feel painful for you to connect with or that feel like hard work? Do what's easy. You know, do what's fun for you. Connect with people that you enjoy connecting with and and then explore the relationship possibilities from there. It's not so much about having to go. I mean, I never go to those you know, networking events that are designed as a networking event. I'm networking all the time. In the grocery store checkout line, on the bus, you know, wherever you are, there's people. We, we may have to reconsider our philosophy about what we call our little events that we put together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no, know, that, that's so right, though. Such a key philosophy. So basically what Susie is describing is what Bruce Lee described in the uh, in, in Enter the Dragon, which is the art of networking without networking. <laughs> exactly. And you guys even say, you know, networking is a contact sport. You are so right. And it's also ongoing. Like, nobody's on the bench. It is not, you know, it's not only a contact sport, but it's just all the time. It's not something you do only when you've got your business suit on, only when you've got your business cards in your pocket, only when you've got brochures in the car. You know, it's that's not, it happens at all times. It's not just at those times when you feel like you're prepared to go do a networking event. And that really makes sense, Susie, when you think about it, because if you truly have products or services that are of assistance or help or enrich the lives of the people around you, you're not going to share those just between the hours of 9 to 5 or just at designated times during your week. You know, you should always be on the lookout for somebody you can enhance value or show value to, regardless of the environment you might be in. That's exactly right. And and speaking of the environment that you're in, you know, that raises the whole issue of the social networking because there are people who are on Facebook and MySpace and all these social networks, and then they wonder how that's impacting their business brand, right? And so we have to be careful as professionals that what we're putting on our social networking sites reflect who we want to, how we want to be seen in terms of our branding in the marketplace as a professional. 
And, you know, while it may be fun on Facebook to have all those pictures up there of, you know, you and your college buddies in various stages of, uh, you know, degradation. <laughs> yeah. That may not be the way you want your image, your professional image, to be out there. And nowadays, anyone can search anything, right? So, Susie, you know, that's that true. is so amazing that you mentioned that because one of, I'm not going to mention a name just because of the, the, the content, but one of the people in Perfect Networker came back to me and said they saw 43 people one day in an uh, interview process, and about 30 of them had Facebook profiles. They did the background checking. Yeah. And they saw pictures and the fact that they had um, the different types of names they had for the profile were, were either sexually related or gang related and just crazy stuff. And they're coming in trying to get a job, yep. but it's very easy to find out these other aspects about their personality. And people have to recognize you're representing yourself in just about everything you do. Yeah, so that's, and especially – yeah, it is in everything you do. So, you know, it's, it, that doesn't mean to say that you can't run to the grocery store without your makeup on if you're a woman. You can, but you should still be prepared to connect with people. You know, you don't have to be looking your best all the time, but you still need to be aware in business that your image is your business. And, mm-hmm. you know, and when you're online – um, it's it's like a global billboard that goes to millions. You know, you gotta be you gotta be thinking about what you're putting online. It's not just your best friends from college that are seeing it. It's the the world. Well, let me just be clear on one thing about something you just said here. I would never go to the grocery store without my makeup on. <laughs> having said that, I, I wasn't going to say anything, Glenn. But uh, <laughs> having having said true. that, the 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 flip side of this, of course, is the fact that because people do read the profiles, if you put valuable you know, if you create a truly good profile and you've got your picture up there and you've got your interests and there are things that are edifying of you, then you're almost guaranteed that people are going to stumble on that and find that, and that's where you find people seeking you out because mm-hmm. they're easily able to identify things they have in common with you mm-hmm. and make and that makes them want to go and, and have that, that face-to-face meeting with you. Right. I mean, how did, how did you hook up with Pat Ahern? Well, he was one of the first people to welcome me when I joined Perfect Networker Online. And, you know, there were a whole bunch of folks right away who, when I started my profile, said, welcome, you know, just welcome to the site, glad to meet you. And um, and he and I just started a back-and-forth conversation and said, hey, why don't we get together for coffee one of these days? And we did. And I'm sure you read his profile, too, and you weren't yeah. embarrassed after reading his profile to sit down with the guy. Right, That's right. <laughs> that's yeah. right. I knew exactly who he was and what he did. And, and uh, it, you know, and it's nice, too, because when you're networking with the visual elements, like on, on your guys' online site, you know who you're looking for too, so it's not like you're waiting in a in a public place to meet some complete stranger and you don't know what they look like. You know, I knew exactly what he looked like, and he walked in, and I waved, and it was as if greeting an old friend because we'd been interacting online. So, well, Pat, before Pat, or before I actually had the privilege of meeting Pat, and before he actually was online, he actually came to a networking event that I went to, and he had to describe himself to me because he had not set up a profile on Perfect Networker, and the only thing he told me was to bring a stool. So uh-huh. that I'd be able to shake his hand. <laughs> well, that was the first thing I said to him when I saw him. I recognized his face right away, but I said, you know, you're a lot taller than your picture. <laughs> hey, hey, Glenn, how long did you set the show for today? The show is set for 30 minutes, but uh, we're just going and going here. And, well, uh, I didn't want it to cut off automatically because I'm having a good time, too, but I just want to make sure that... Uh, well, <laughs> well, the good news is that it's still recording even though it's no longer streaming, which is just fine because the people that are listening to the recorded version of it after the fact will be getting a special bonus treat <laughs> of, the additional, of the additional content. So, But you know what? We're, we're, we're going to definitely have to have you back, Susie. There's just too much too much knowledge on your end to cover in a 30-minute segment, and... 
you know, we know we're going to be staying in touch. We know we're going to have a long-term relationship with you. We're extremely excited about the fact that Steve Dorfman introduced you to us. And, you know, yeah, he introduced us to some really quality people. And I'm just excited to have you and Steve as part of our network. I know Mac is as well. Yeah, Steve is amazing. In fact, a lot of what Steve and I do is so complimentary. You might have us on at the same time sometime and do a little panel thing. Oh, Wouldn't absolutely. Great? Wouldn't that be fun? Absolutely. But, I you think know, that that's definitely so, doable. There's another um, there's another resource on my site that I just want to let people know about, and there are there's a a free part on innovativeleader.com that's ha- that has 12 podcasts that you can download for free of you know just different interviews like this or different teleclasses I've been invited to do for different communities that are just available free. Um, so that's something that people can listen to too if they want. Now is that easily found on your site there? Yeah, so- if you go to innovativeleader.com, it's it, there are green tabs across the top. And um, in the green tabs across the top, there's one that says um, look and listen. And there's a little pull-down menu under look and listen that says audio clips. Is that also where you can download the, uh, the audio version of the of The, the Rainmaking Made Easy? Yeah, Rainmaking Made Easy, you can, you can get it there, but you can also go just to www.rainmakingmadeeasy.com and go directly to it. Well, here's what um, I'm going to do. I'm going to actually put both of those websites, both of those uh, uh, URLs in the show notes when we're done here today so that people can absolutely be make it about as easy as it's going to be for them to find that information because those are two incredible resources. And I'm excited to get a copy of the audio version. I'm going to pop that right on my iPod the minute that I get it. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll hand off, I'll loan back uh, my... The, the copy from our from our perfect networker library. <laughs> You'll yeah. have, you have to check it out and leave a deposit though back. <laughs> that's that's, that's the only way we get books back around here. They we have books that leave this office uh, and uh, never to return. But you know I, I, you know what is funny is I always hear about somebody else that got the copy that was taken from the library from somebody else. So at least they're <laughs> passing it along and sharing it. That's <laughs> well, right. It's, like, what, it's all what you do for others. Yeah, it's kind of like planting flowers in the city. You make it a prettier place. Well, we make people better networkers by spreading these books everywhere. There you exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> I just like to know who's got the one that I – I mean, I, I don't mind when people borrow them and, and never return them. I just want to make sure that I know what was taken so I can replace a copy of it from time to time. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy to donate one to the to you guys, too, if you wanted to do a drawing for your – um, oh, that would be awesome. Or something. I was going to say, there's a couple of things we can do to collaborate, including maybe um, popping some of the free content downloads up in Referral University. We can talk about that as well, but this is yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think that we should talk about that um, when the show is done. We, we should talk about having some uh, a Susie Pomerantz section over in Referral University. <laughs> I, can see, I can see right now that... Um, you've got some real value to offer to our community, and they're going to be excited. We're going to get all kinds of kudos from people for introducing them to you. Well, thank you. So we're, going to have to, we're going to have to buy the domain name Ultimate Connection and, and point it to your, to your website. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and well, by the way, you're pointing both ways. You guys heard it here first, too. Susie came up with it, but where networking is a contact sport, so get your butt off the bench. And I'm That's right. Up the That's exactly stickers. right. We're going to get bumper stickers with that on it. but Nobody's right. on the bench. That's right. There well, listen, go. this has been a special treat for us, and I am so excited to continue to have a dialogue with you and to see right. you online. And I'm looking forward to our one-on-one. We need to get together. and go to, Where did you all? Where did you and Pat go for your one-on-one? Oh, uh, we were in Gaithersburg. Okay. Yeah. Now, where are you based out of? I'm in Germantown. Okay. Well, I'll and come up Mac's that way. I know Laurel, but where are you, Glenn? I'm actually in Laurel. Mac You're is actually home. in Woodbine. Uh, okay. I mean, he lives in Woodbine, but he, you know, our office is in Laurel. It's just that we've been 
the nature of what we do doesn't require that either of us necessarily go into the office every day. I just happen to live four and a half miles from the office, so it's a no-brainer that I come in here. That's convenient. But there's no reason to drag Mac in here. He's, he's usually at some coffee cafe meeting with somebody networking or, you know, doing all these things that you're talking about. So. Well, I love uh, that Cheesecake Factory in Columbia, so we could always meet there. Well, <laughs> ding, that would be wonderful. <laughs> That'd be great. That's easy enough. Well, listen, I want to thank you once again for joining us. This has well, been a special you. treat. And anybody that doesn't get a value out of what we talked about today, I don't know that we can help you, and I don't know that anyone <laughs> else on the planet can. But please please take some time and, and, and try implementing some of these things. Listen to that audio file. I'm telling you, for 14 bucks, that could be all you need this year <laughs> to change your fortune. So. Well, well listen, thank Susie, you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I think that's going to pretty much do it for our for our show today. Tune in next week. I've got another book I want to recommend to you. I don't want to give you information overload, but between what we talked about today and next week, I think that we're going to put you on the right track to generating as much business as you can handle through referrals. So, On behalf of Matt Cassidy, this is Glenn Garns with Perfect Networker Radio. Susie, thanks again for joining us. My Everybody pleasure. have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.